live from the Huntington Hilltop, where John McAfee won't be eating his dick live on TV. In the morning, Troy. In the morning, Brian Black. What? (laughs) What is he doing with his preface? Okay, nine years ago, around the time that we started the show, Mm -hmm. uh, John McAfee said that if Bitcoin hit $500,000 by 2020, he would eat his dick on TV. Uh, if only I had still had a TV subscription or TV anything. And then he upped it mm-hmm. to a million. No, no, no. Sorry. If it didn't hit five hundred thousand dollars, he would eat his dick on TV. Oh, so he's fine then. He's safe. He Maybe. should be eating his dick on TV right now. No longer There's willing to eat his dick on TV. <laughs> Hmm, really? <laughs> okay, so yeah. It says, uh, I'm now, I don't know, months ago. Okay, no, November of 2017. I guess he said, I now predict Bitcoin at $1 million by the end of 2020. I will still eat my dick if wrong. It's almost 50000 though. Yeah, it's it's up there. It's doing well. Um, I feel like the hype, well, the hype was down about it, but I think since everybody was getting into the, uh, GameStop stocks and the Bitcoin charges are like right there next to it. I think it sort of shifted all this focus back to dick, dick coin, <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> um, yeah. that's not all John McAfee's famous for though. Well, he's, he's McAfee. The, according to the interviews that vice did he has a poop mm-hmm. swing what <laughs> okay wait, wait, wait. <laughs> are we by. saying a swing made out of poop or a swing <laughs> with the purpose to poop uh i'm not sure which is worse the hammock, the hammock has a, ha- a hole he puts <laughs> in a hammock then after that he lays on another hammock this is from a vice documentary then he um You know, he would cut, cut a little hole, and he would sit there. They're interviewing different women. Mm-hmm. That's what he used it for. She's <laughs> covering your mouth. To have like Scott sex, and then I didn't agree with that. What is Scott sex? I mean, you poop in someone's mouth. All these women are smiling except you for this one. You shit in this one's mouth. smiling. Like that. <laughs> I've never had to, done that before, and. It was an experience for me. He puts his head under your butt and <laughs> he yeah. asks you to shit. I'm just going to turn this down. Um, I don't believe a word of any of this. <laughs> I was about to say, like, what? How do you, how do you even, like, I, one, if, if that happened to, like, to me, I just deny it to my grave that, like, no, no, nothing ever happened. I've got nothing interesting to say. But if I was bullshitting, then I'd all, oh, I'd, go to the moon talking about it well if you were producing a hit piece on john Mm -hmm. mcafee how much do you think it would cost to get these women in guatemala that happen to speak fucking english how much do you think it would cost to get them to say that on camera well whatever it would cost the i bet a hundred dollars priceless i bet a hundred dollars is life-changing money there yeah for sure that's how depending, much that interview cost. 
makes a lot of sense. And they don't care afterwards. They're, you know, everyone remembers their face, but nobody actually knows who they are. When people lie, there's Mm -hmm. a couple different signs when some people, when certain people lie, there's duping delight, which is why like two of three of those women were laughing. Yeah. You start to smile when you think you're subconsciously going to get away with it kind of thing. Exactly. And some people like watermelon head, John Kerry, they, their tongue darts out of their mouth like a lizard. They just, they talk and the tongue just, <laughs> just sticks out like they're catching a fly. Seriously. <laughs> okay. so watch a video of John brain. Kerry. Mm-hmm. And then when he says something that uh, isn't quite true, it's either before or after. I don't know which one. It's probably after his tongue sticks out. Just real quick. You wouldn't really notice, but it darts out like a good, a good inch. It's pretty far. <laughs> oh, if you were fast, you could touch it. Oh boy. Yeah, there's a the the problem with all of it though is is it's um like it's a, it is a, a known study of like people act differently when they lie, but that's assuming they're not conscious of what their tells are. Um, that's all I say. Actually, goes into uh, poker too when you're trying to. I'm trying to figure that word fake out your opponents you're trying to hide any tells that you would have it's a whole psychological yeah. game which is why uh, what is it poker even though it is random it is actually considered a sport because there is a strategy element to it yeah you Good can bluff players. your way through it you yeah. can bluff your way through and if you play 13 too a lot of that's chance mm-hmm. but it's not like a slot machine which is completely chance there is no strategy to that game at all it's just pulls a lever so that's gambling whereas poker is not considered gambling what about the meta game that the old people play the old ladies where they jump onto other people's machines after they had bad luck for a long period of time <laughs> yeah uh, i remember that bit from friends <laughs> yeah they just they just stalk people and as soon as they give up they jump on and pull, pull the win i think that is a game outside of the game i lost the game shit god damn it i lost the game i was doing so well since the last time we met up i haven't posted that image into the show notes in like five years or more i think my my favorite story about that though i don't even know how many people still play the game i'm sure a lot of people are playing it right now but uh somebody likes the game yeah um i had a friend you're not playing the game by the way everyone's playing this is true but remember they're playing the game um he was at a sci-fi like movie and then as he's like walking out of it you know, like everybody's, this is before COVID, so everybody's sitting seat to seat to seat. He realizes he's in a room full of nerds, raging nerds. So he turns around, yells as loud as he can, I've lost the game, and then starts running his way out. And as he's running, he can hear the groans and oh, <laughs> everybody in the theater at once just like erupt. It's like the best, best moment ever bringyourwallet.com slash contact if you lost the game. Um, let's see. Obviously, McAfee is... He's known for the um, anti... The poop hammock. The poop hammock, apparently. That's what he's really known for, but is uh, antiviral software, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, he had an antivirus company that he sold and is no longer yeah. affiliated with that shares but his name. Yep. So he's sort of... Made, made enough money off of that to just poop swing his way through life now. Maybe he's just trying to get 
the I don't know if it's publicly traded, but if you get the price low enough just by association association with his his own name, then mm-hmm. you can buy it cheaper. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of what they're trying to do with GameStop is sell and then wait for it to drop and then buy back. Are people still trading that? Uh hard to say, but it's now almost back to the level it was before all this happened. So anybody who invested 3k not naming names or being too specific uh they just lost lost it all <laughs> you know like or it's a fraction of what no it was way. worth before what <laughs> this person that you're not naming what'd they buy at and what's it at now they bought it at around 200 3k worth of it and now it's worth 50 nice um but they tell me that supposedly GameStop hired somebody new who is all about like streaming. And so GameStop's going to try and change their company from a retail gaming store to something more like Twitch. And right. Okay. I'm like, okay, you've got YouTube, which is basically funded by Google. You've got Facebook live, which, you know, is this Facebook and they really, YouTube's making a lot of ground, but they really, Twitch is still the dominant big dog when it comes to streaming. And GameStop, who was literally about to go bankrupt before all of this stock, you know, fiasco happened, uh, is going gonna, is gonna to breach into that market and, and make a dent. Yeah, no. Those stocks are not going back up without another uh, artificial insemination of funds. Insemination? Yes, insemination. Okay. Because a lot of people got fucked, Ryan, so I mean, <laughs> it's the only way to go about it. <sighs> what else? Um, but speaking of Bitcoin, uh, Tesla supposedly bought some Bitcoin, and that made everybody turn their heads and go, who? Tesla? Who? Huh? He? I and- only heard about it on No Agenda, and maybe Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged. I read about it and basically it's most likely just a publicity stunt because they, you know, they can say whatever they want. The money they used to invest into it was pretty much just money they were going to throw away anyways. Or not throw away, but like it, when companies get so big and they have excess funds, then it doesn't look good for them just to sit on it. So they want to invest it in something because if they lose that money come tax season, they can count it as loss. So, like, let's say they invest in Bitcoin and their value of that Bitcoin just plummets. They can count that as loss and that helps negate them on taxes. And if they gain money, you know, the Bitcoin, let's say it's it's skyrockets, then that's all gain for them. It doesn't really matter. So, it's it's more of just a publicity to, one, get their name mentioned because it's, you know, if it's Bitcoin, everybody's like, ooh, so risky, so volatile. Who who would dare do it? And Tesla, uh, whose name is now synonymous with success, unbelievable success uh just you know makes makes the news cycle all over again but i don't think they're they're gonna actually like risk any real money of theirs in bitcoin it's just their excess funds basically well hopefully he did do it i'm pretty sure they did but just that it's not um it's not you won't be seeing anytime soon like Oh yeah, all of our currencies in Bitcoin. It's they're still very much involved with the U.S. dollar. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping that they did because when they sell, that mm-hmm. means that there will be a lot of fluctuation, and it'll be a great time to buy. This is true. 
if you're already, if you're invested with Bitcoin, now's a great time to sit around and wait. Yeah. I was reading something that the only reason why Tesla has been so successful is because it's hugely subsidized. Like that's the only way they can make the car as cheap as it is, even yeah. though it already is pretty expensive. And that all those subsidies are supposedly gonna be like running out soon or like not being renewed. And so they have to start thinking about how to be making money without focusing on car sales. Do you know, have you heard anything like that? Or is that, is this all speculative? I didn't know that there was some time frame, but I guess that makes sense. Uh, but I, I know that it's heavily subsidized. Basically, all of his projects that he works on are some type of... Uh, Government aid yeah, and all of the place. They're somehow projects for the government mm -hmm. which works out because usually if it uh well it depends on the contract but you know like for example nasa which is you know it's public but it's a government agency in the effort they make to build rockets and go to the moon and go other places they end up doing research and technology advances even if it's like you won't see it for 20 years but that's a good way for the government just to force advancement without actually um building like missiles or something <laughs> like building weapons it's like just all it can only be positive good on the first couple of trips to the moon uh did you know that they brought a mortar no <laughs> yes is that just just talking about developing weapons yeah uh, no <laughs> no that that was the cosmonauts they brought that weird rifle axe thing uh the the mortar was to um, do seismic tests. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I saw some interesting photos and diagrams of how it collapsed into one of the legs of the lander. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of any of that. Yeah, they didn't did talk about that part when we covered it in U.S. history. <laughs> yeah. People just make fun of it for being fake, but... Well, yeah, because, you know... Why would they it's bring pretty common to hear it is what I mean. But mm -hmm. uh, out of all the trips that were up there, there's so many details that I just never heard of, like the mortar. Every single person I've told that to never knew it. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I mean, I figure with all that camera equipment they were taking to the stage, I guess the mortar just makes <laughs> sense. Just lap it on top those of the Those nice expensive Hasselblads. <laughs> yeah. They seriously the, the, had those. The dust that uh, refracts gravity. The Hasselblad, Hasselblad cameras <laughs> that uh, they're super expensive, medium format. I mean, that's what you'd want to bring, I guess, if you're going to go off world and you wanted some epic imagery that had high resolution. I do remember reading about the at least the first moon landing that since a lot of the reason why I went to the moon was not to actually go to the moon. It was one to sort of prove what we, that what we, what we could see was there, like that our, that our assumptions are our, our guesses from looking through a telescope are correct. Obviously to, to shove it to the Russians and just, you know, publicity stunt. Um, but the guys who made the spacesuits that, you know, ever that you see them, you know, hop around in, they had no idea if it would actually work or not. So when they were watching them, like, you know, hop around and fall over and like, you know, ha, 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 you know, having a good time on the moon, they were sweating bullets because they're like, oh, we don't know if it actually would like still work. Like what, if they fall over, would it start 
breaking when it crashed. So they were just like, you, you don't you, you don't tell the astronauts uh, how how uh, un un uh, what is it how unconfident your building team was when they made this stuff because uh, it'd be horrifying. I don't know if you you'd want to go outside at all. Then yeah, I was watching that, the sorry mm-hmm. no good. I was watching the Expanse. Mm-hmm. Fantastic sci-fi series, by the way. On Amazon Prime. Yep. And there was a scene in the latest season where somebody made, um, I'm trying to think of the terms that they used. They said something like, it was like an uncompressed, no, un, basically they went from ship to ship without a suit. I don't remember the terms they used. It sounded cool, way cooler when they said it. Mm-hmm. And they were basically about to die. And then they have this plot device that they just refer to as juice that they can inject themselves <laughs> uh-huh. with the, and perp- the juice. It's like this tube of semen mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, no. it, it, they inject it into themselves and it just Th- through the mouth or through the ass. <laughs> uh, I think that was juice that she used. I don't know, but somehow it helped her live and made them very, made her very sick. I feel like anything that would help you live in space, like injecting yourself with, would then immediately backfire as soon as you came back into uh, normal gravity <laughs> or no- normal atmosphere. Have you like seen any of The Expanse? Yes. I think I, I was one? watching the season one, yeah. Did you see the torture uh, scene? No, I didn't get that far. They put the belter on the hooks on Oh, Earth. boy. So they, they felt this, this terrorist, and he's mm-hmm. from the outer belt, and... Humans have lived out there long enough that they actually grow a little differently. They've got longer yeah. bones and stuff because they, they grew up in zero gravity. There's no gravity to stop the development, yeah. And they can't handle Earth gravity. It actually kills them. So mm-hmm. the way they tortured this terrorist was all they did was lift them up and support their arms under their arms on uh, just like hooks on the wall. Mm-hmm. Just like arm armrests, basically. And it was slowly killing the guy. Suffocation, basically. And his basically. head was held down and everything because he didn't have the muscles because mm-hmm. there's no resistance in space and he had long features so the way that they relieved that torture was they put him in a pool so be a little, little bit less details, pressure little details in the expanse that make it very satisfying sci-fi because it's a convincing universe mm-hmm. well that's basically what makes good sci-fi is you take your normal normal society normal life normal reality you change one thing and then you basically answer, how does that change your reality? I think a lot of sci-fi gets mixed with action. And so they focus on the action. And then like sci-fi is like that a little bit. But then those yeah. end up being very good shows because it's just, it's just an action show at that point. It's not a sci-fi show. It doesn't make you think. It doesn't make you think like, oh, I guess, it, I guess it could be that way. Like if, you know, we were in space, what would that, how would that change everything? The good sci-fi, basically, all all the good sci-fi show is is answering those questions through a story, a plot device. There's some interesting diplomacy stuff in season five. Um, it wasn't action the whole time. It was a little bit in the beginning, a little on the end. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that make you think, like applying stealth technology to asteroids. That could be dangerous. It's a very cool, cool season. That's cool. The one that's just, just speaking of like applying things to other things, 
Um, you finished uh, Silicon Valley, right? Yep. I always liked the first season of Silicon Valley because, like, their solution at the end, although, <laughs> although hilarious, was actually like it was a legitimate way that um, some encryption does work. It doesn't work nearly as well as they make it seem in the show. But like, you could sort of like understand, like, okay, it's not just uh, a wizard did it. It actually sort of made sense to the viewer. But then the longer that show went on, the more they're just like, I just took the encryption, applied it to his his AI bot. And it was he, compression, by the way. Compression, yeah, that's right. Compression, and he figured out how to decrypt everything. Like there was there were so many jumps, so many like non sequiturs yeah. that just it, it sort of became unbelievable at that point. And I was just like, okay, I'm just here for the the jokes. I'm not here anymore for the uh to, for, for believability just for fell off completely at that point. Yeah, I liked the writing. The jokes were really funny. Mm-hmm. Calling that one guy MC Hamas. <laughs> yeah. There's real subtle jokes that are like, huh? And then you think about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the writing was so good. And then uh, what's his face? The curly haired guy. They, he always called him Ehrlich, but his name mm-hmm. is Eric Bachman. Yeah. Uh, I guess he like became his character. Yeah. It was unbearable and they couldn't have him on the show. Yeah. That's, that's the whole joke is that he, he went off and died. Because literally, um, who who was the guy who who was the Asian guy? Jin Yang. Jin Yang, Jin Yang. Like, replaced him. But I, I find it so ironic that like his character sort of literally replaced his character. He wasn't the same as him, but like he took his role, he took his place. It's like he the, stole he, his identity and he stole lived his in another country. Literally in the show, and yeah. he did it in the show as well. This is like perfectly played. Yeah, that was a good show, and I felt it ended at a good point too. It couldn't it couldn't get any more hectic, more crazy than it were, sort of was. Yeah, it was kind of losing it. The uh, the hair guy, what's his name? The really douchey guy. The Trace, Which one? Trace Comas. <laughs> Trace Comas. Or what, Trace uh, Comas or something? Yeah, the investor. Yeah. I can't remember his name. This guy fucks. But that guy shoots selfie videos and posts them to um, Wall Street Bets on Reddit. Doing what? He just talks to the people there. I saw <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> him address the people of Wall Street Bets. And it makes me really suspicious of that whole buy GameStop thing. What do you mean? Well, no, any large firm on Wall Street could call in a favor to get celebrities to make some bogus video where they pretend to be a part of Wall Street Bets. Oh, yeah. And that just eggs on all the people. Because he seemed like he was disinterested in Wall Street Bets, Mm -hmm. and that he was just like saying non-sequiturs and uh, quotes from Silicon Valley. Saying lines? Exactly. He was delivering lines, and he probably got paid for that. Yeah, for sure. But you can... Rita is no longer the small, like, little secret of people on the internet. It's definitely a very public forum now that companies have. It isn't blatant, but you know, it's it's to the point where you sort of look at the look at the read between the lines of posts, and you're like, "This is just a big ad." <laughs> that's yeah. all this is. That, that's like, been since 2012. Condé Nast mm-hmm. bought them a long time ago, and uh, when the uh, Occupy Wall Street stuff happened and all those anti-police videos were popping up mm-hmm. all over the internet. A lot of them were stop- starting on Reddit. 
um, Reddit started censoring all that stuff. That actually reminds me. Uh, I was on Reddit, and when, I found... When Space Dicks was a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, before... Space Dicks? Before the purge? <laughs> yeah. I love it how that name, like, sort of warns you about what it's going to be about, but at the same time, it's, like, oh, yeah, just the banner curious full of enough. Dicks. <laughs> but you were on Reddit before what? Uh, I was on Reddit, and I found a really interesting post about a website where... It has an AI algorithm that if you get a spam email, you just forward that email to them and they will auto-respond for you and it will carry the conversation forever to basically waste the time of the scammers. No, I don't believe this at all. I bet you... Let's Mm -hmm. look. Let's look right now. Uh, Link address. Okay. Opening. Oops, I went back. Um, It's, It's not turned on right now. But you can see a demo of what it used to do. But do you have to authorize it to have access to your Gmail account? I have no idea. Like I said, it's not on now. Oh, that's a it's, cool parallax effect. When you move your it, mouse? Yeah, it sort of shifts it around. That's fucking cool. But yeah, it's it's currently offline because they're talking about phase two. I don't know what the hell that means, phase two, but well, I just like the concept as far as like... Hey. Nice to meet you. Fuck, did you hear that? Welcome yep. to Rescan. There's a fucking woman's head on the screen talking to me. <laughs> and picks three different pixels, three different sketches. This is weird. Should yeah, I go th- through this? Is this show content? Uh, it's... I'm an artificially intelligent email bot made to reply to scam emails. I can't really get mad at this. I'm anyone. Okay, no, I'm no one. No, no. I'll... They lost me. Once they switched to the guy with the beard. <laughs> Lost all interest. I closed it. Just plummeted. The website is like whatever, because right now it's offline anyways. But the concept is to me, it's really funny that you basically off, you know, people mess with scammers all the time, but then you can just sort of like offload that, even that work to to a bot that just looks for keywords in their sentence and has a like pre-made like response that will never, that always like teases that they're interested, but never actually commits to like a name or credit card information. Like, if you go through the website, they show you an example of what it would do. And it's like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And then, like, ask a question about, like, something it already answered. Like, the, the scammer already answered, like, three emails back and just kept, keeps it going on forever. <laughs> um, but I was thinking, like, oh, and to close off the original point. So somebody posted that. Everybody was, like, you know, talking about it, a buzz. And then a couple days later, it has been removed because it didn't fit Reddit guidelines for whatever, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, what? Yeah. They removed the post that somebody made of this scam email thing. It's uh, really dumb. I'm trying to find my my troll script. Yeah, I guess I can post this. I can show you where the original link here. Channel. Troy can own day. Link to Reddit.com. Sorry, this post has been removed by the moderators of You Should Know. No explanation. Yeah. Keep communities safe, civil, and true to their purpose. I don't know. I feel like I should know about this. It'd be fun to know. It seems to fit the title of the subreddit. But uh, I was thinking something could go wrong, though, because what if the scammers find out you can get AI to do this, like to automate their... If then They probably already are automated. But to auto-respond and to know what to say and that... Sorry. I sent you a link. I didn't Real mean sense. to derail you. Um, but basically, the first day it launches, 
and then somebody gets that spam mule from AI bot, forwards it to this AI bot, and then just crashes the world's email servers all at once because they respond to each other at lightning speeds back and forth forever, going into conversation that never goes anywhere because neither side is no. giving up. This has been a problem within large organizations for a long time. <laughs> and a lot of modern email servers have ways of rate limiting and stopping oh, okay. loopbacks. They've already because, thought of my doomsday yes, device. <laughs> loopbacks were a problem. Mm -hmm. And they are in some organizations. Like, I read some stories on Reddit that there was some thread that like would never die for years within an organization <laughs> for like two years. That somebody would just some fucker would find it and reply to it, and it would reply all, reply all to everybody, and then they would say stop replying all, and then somebody else would be like, stop emailing me. Yeah. It, would just, it wouldn't end. It would get started back up. It's death email. I, I remember a long time ago, you sent me, not you sent me, but you told me about, like, there's a, there's a picture that was like, it was so large that it would crash your computer trying to open it. This is a long time ago, too. Because really? it, was just, it was all blank space. There was nothing in it. So it was, you know, like one kilobyte of actual data because the data just new to write write null but the resolution oh, it was a zip was, file i think oh was it a zip file this is so large that it would just crash there's a zip file called like 42.zip uh -huh. and it's i think it's 42 layers of four kilobyte zip files mm -hmm. there it's like a recursive zip file this writes it zips and zips and zips it unzips the way it, it it's some uh zip compression or like it's a thing that's it's not an exploit anymore but mm -hmm. it's an artifact of the way zip can compress things because the way it simplifies patterns. So I guess it's like a four kilobyte file of zeros or something. Yeah, it's just blank, null space. But it decompresses to like 40 terabytes. That's what it was. It looks really small in the zip file, but then when you uncompress it, it it's explodes something like that, yeah. uh, that actually reminds me. So you know Excel, right? Yep. Program. What I learned a couple months ago is that when you have Excel files, the reason why they're so bloated sometimes is that they actually are zip files that inside of the zip file is all of like the properties of it. Yep. And so when you get an Excel file that's uh, sheet protected or, you know, workbook protected, you can actually just turn into a zip file, you know, rename it as .zip, open it, look for the sheet name, go into the sheet, look for the password protected, delete that line, then you know, rewrite it back to a Excel sheet and then suddenly your Excel sheet is password free. I don't believe that you can do that. No it way. It totally works because I've had to do it for work. It's great. No. Yes. It's not encrypted? Okay. The Excel has two versions. If it's, well, actually, I got to back up. If you are opening a file that is the old format, the 2003 before, like the .xls, yeah. not encrypted. It's garbage. It's garbage protection. It always was, but it's literally just cared. a prompt. <laughs> Yeah, it was a prompt, no and you could make a script that would just bypass the prompt, tell it the password is good, and then it would probably go away. Wow. It was horrible. Now the new version, 2003 and beyond, is a little bit better. It's XLS... No, X... Yeah, XLS X now. And there are two different versions of protection. You can do the, the normal old version where it's like, protect this password, protect this sheet with a password, and it's a little bit more... Uh, protective 
but it's not encrypted. So you can you can go into the file, delete it, move on with your life. There is an encryption form, and that is tough to beat. In fact, I don't think there's an easy solution right now if they actually do encrypt the files using real encryption, not just a password prompt. Yeah. But <laughs> I've discovered a workaround for even that because although, like, let's say we get a file from the customer and they're, they're, they're being smart, they want to encrypt, they encrypt it, they protect it. It's, you know, all of our old tools don't work. Because Excel still supports the old formats, I just take their file, save it as the old pre-2003 file and then break it because <laughs> the old 2003 file removes the encryption wait well, <laughs> you're somehow able to say no i don't want to type in the password right now but keep the file open and let me save it as a new version no what you do is without before opening the file well okay let's say you're at the, like the the hardest encryption it's it's a new it's a new file format it's encrypted everything First, I open it, and it says, you know, this, this sheet is password protected, so you can't edit it. You can just look at it, or you can only edit certain cells. Um, then I take that file. Oh. I save it as a pre-2003 format, and now it's, it's encryption is wiped out because that format doesn't support encryption. And then I just break into the file's lines, look for password protection and delete that line and then boom i've got an unlocked worksheet that's why okay so the file is readable yes i can read it and write in it technically because it's certain cells will be unlocked if it's like password protected like i can't even open it without opening a password that might be a little harder but then why would they be for at least for what i do there'd be no reason the customer would share you a file that you can't even open they'd only share you a file that you can at least read but I bet there's workarounds for even that too. Basically, if you want to protect data, do not use Excel. <laughs> but I, I don't think anybody who knows what they're doing would ever think to use Excel for that. It's crazy that you guys are just passing files around via email. Well, we're where we are working towards. We have a solution in the works. I know you're uh, you were showing me some suggestions and. The problem is I'm just I'm not management at all, and management is the one that's going to have to make those decisions. And since they start working on their own solution, I knew they weren't going to be interested in what I had to say because <laughs> they're like, "Well, we already invested company time and company money into this solution. We're going to follow it all the way through." It's you know corporate things. They will if they yeah. put money into it, they will use it into the ground first before they try something new. But uh, yeah, that's we are heading towards a more of a cloud based approach no more emails just uh go to the cloud and then all of our uh, countries know to go to the cloud as well they'll get their own their own login for it yeah we'll have to talk about that off the off air mm. any new mac rumors um as a matter of fact i know some people that are looking to buy a new MacBook Pro urgently. Mm. Uh -huh. And the Mac Rumors buyer's guide has switched to do not buy for the MacBook Pro, which sucks. Ooh. I mean, it's good because there's new ones coming out, but mm -hmm. the date is unknown. So the rumored 14 inch that will replace the 13 inch that just came out, um, that'll be cool, I guess. See what they come out with. The 16-inch will be much needed because the current 16-inch is Intel. Mm -hmm. And the only benefit the Intel systems have right now is more RAM. 
Well, right. Isn't all the Apple devices that they're doing a shift over to um, the ARM processor? Yep. Isn't that the big hotness? Yep. Their own chip. Well, isn't that... Oh, wait, wait. Is their own chip? Isn't that the same chip it's that's like in the Switch? It's their own chip, but it's, it's based on an ARM... Uh, architecture? <clears throat> architecture, yeah. Okay. And that's just basically just a more efficient processor all around because it's it's theirs from start to bottom, start to bottom, start to end. Yeah, they've been, they've managed to do really cool things like, um, well, everything's integrated into the chip, even the GPU. We'll see mm-hmm. how that works if they put it on like a Mac Pro or something. It seems to be really fast. The things they managed to do that you know I've never seen before on any computer from Apple or any Windows machine, you can change your display resolution without the screen ever going black. What? Wait. I know it sounds. Even, it sounds what does it stupid. Look like <laughs> it looks like that. Wow. There's no blinking. One, one refresh and then boom, it's there. There's no refresh. You just well, change I mean, the like, resolution and everything gets smaller, or it gets bigger. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Whatever way it goes. It's freaky. Well, you know, you just know in the next version they'll add an animation to make it look nice when does it. Like it does like a, a slow shift move, like a, a, a what is that called? A parametric move. It's I don't like think it, they can do that. Unless everything was a vector, everything it would get so fucking weird. And it, the sky's the limit now. Everything is possible with arms. <laughs> arms, birds with arms. <laughs> birds with arms. It's a great subreddit. I don't. I haven't, I haven't been there okay. in a long time. I don't understand though the the fourteen inch because I remember when I got my MacBook and this was the the first generation that came out. Like it was like standard. There's like 13, 15, 17. And that 13 was perfect because it was this nice little size and was the resolution was like what 1280 by 720 or whatever. Yeah. And that 17 inch was like the well now it's all um, now it's like 2560 because it's all retina. Yeah. But just like why is there something I don't understand about why would why would you want a whole extra inch more? I feel like that'd make it more inconvenient for a lot of things. Don't we all just want another just a little inch. bit. <laughs> we, we could all use the extra inch. I guess it's true. <laughs> Even if just you know, an extra inch isn't that bad. <laughs> that actually reminds me of a of a story. Well, it's it's like a, it's a five second story, but basically, you know how um, Twitch, a lot of uh, former video stars become Twitch streamers. Oh yeah, for porn stars. Yeah, and. Uh, one of them was like one of them has like she does DJ and she does uh, baking on She's her show. DJ, not DP. Yeah, DJ, not the other way around. Okay. <laughs> not uh, it's a D, not a B. Uh, mm-hmm. But she was like, "Yeah, this pizza crust is about right. It's about twelve inches." Don't don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> she says that stuff. <laughs> I don't think she says it continuously, but you just you just know that. Everybody going to her stream knows that, unless they're like under thirteen years old. But then, why would you be watching this random streamer? <laughs> and then I want to watch now. Yeah, but you just—I feel like though it's—it's it's the kind of thing where it's better for like a best, like the highlights YouTube clip, and then you put that on YouTube, and that—that that will just take off because everybody laughs, shares it with their friends, and they laugh and share it with their friends. It just everybody's in on the joke without actually having to say anything that would make the YouTube algorithm uh, get upset. Yeah, fuck YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Mm-hmm. Where where's the link? Fuck. Stop off script. Stop. <laughs> I gotta. I have to look this up. 
It's it's related to streaming. Secret well, streaming. Secret streaming? Not OnlyFans. <laughs> okay. Yeah, when is your OnlyFans uh, stream podcast? Uh, my underwear's start? not for sale yet. It's not seasoned enough. I got to play some more insurgency. Seasoned. Yes. Yeah, how is your uh, insurgency server going to be coming around? Well, I have to look this thing up. I can't answer questions right now. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell you some more uh, best hit clips of this person. Uh, somebody you... was like... Take, here, I found take... it. I found it. Oh, perfect timing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Derailed. Okay, here we go. Here's the link. Get back on rails. I can't pronounce it. Pitahaya. <laughs> Jolio.org slash LNT. Pitiahia. Uh, I don't know Pitahia. how to pronounce it. But see those bars and yeah. the weird little lines? If you um if you can open up a bookmarks bar, oh, if you don't have it open, you can hit control shift B on Windows. I had it open already. Yeah, uh, okay. And you can drag that link to Pitahaya, whatever it is drag it up to the bookmarks bar and just drop it somewhere. You're going to delete, delete it later. But now if you push that button while you're looking at this site, boom, it refreshed and nothing happened. There's a video uh, from North Korea. It's the weather in North Korea. You could have subversive streams on YouTube. I'm, I'm still confused. Wait, what is the site? Did it work for you? I'm not able to. Okay, so there... Let me refresh this page. So there is the... Try so out, click this link. Well, don't the, click the link. link. You want to you wanna just go to the site, and then when you're on the site, just drag that link, the hyperlink there, drag it up to your bookmarks bar. It's a little ah, piece of JavaScript. Okay. When you click it, it will execute a little piece of JavaScript that will decode the bars on the screen. Oh, so I can encode okay. a video. Mm -hmm. I can encode a video within my Twitch stream, even. Yeah, like picture in picture. Yeah. And then only people who have this plugin can decode my hidden message during a live stream on Twitch. I could be blasting the craziest shit and no matter what kind of algorithms and stuff that they have, they couldn't mute or stop the video automatically because yeah, the machine couldn't they interpret can't detect it. it. Then you, you can take it to the next level. North Korean uh, propaganda that's on the side, right? Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's part of the the, charm. the great thing about this this example <laughs> video. So imagine if you took this. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes. You could have a window that has that like there and that only people with the algorithm could then just point to that section of your Twitch stream. And, and it's just all Sasha playing. Gray videos. Yeah. For reference, for links. All those 12-inch pizzas. 12-inch pizzas that Twitch would have no knowledge of. That's crazy. That's cool. So if you take that little piece of JavaScript, you turn it into a Chrome extension. Mm -hmm. And the Chrome extension just has an input. I should hire this guy to do this or take his code and have somebody else do it. Um, you give it like a Twitter URL mm -hmm. or a website's RSS feed or something. And the, which I'm pretty sure this is what Twitter's for. It's just a dead drop. You don't copy paste. You don't really use it. So some bot would just be spitting out 
like Bible verses mm -hmm. every day, every hour or something. And then this tool can pull the text from Twitter and whatever the latest little Bible verses or whatever it is, a little code there, that code is used to decode your encoded video stream. I feel like it's like one of those like, you know, in a movie when they're like, oh my God, the the, the, the cipher is the quote. You're like, it's not like, supposed to be encrypted. It's, it's just yeah. encoded so that automated uh, censorship doesn't catch it. Yeah, it looks at it and it's like, oh, this is Black Bar is moving on. There's nothing but only people in the tribe know <laughs> where the, uh, the, the, the code comes from. And it can just be some random Twitter account that gets updated frequently. I'm trying to think of like what application you could use this for that would be really... Getting information into North Korea. I guess that's true, right? Yeah. Or live streaming... A uh, political protest. I'm not following the, the live. Oh, I mean, like you put you have. If you don't want it to get blocked, there. Mm -hmm. I, I saw some story about police playing Sublime so that live streams would get taken down for. Oh yeah. Copyright infringement. Mm -hmm. So if you just encode, you can encode the audio, you can encode the video, and when the YouTube censors humans are just clicking through, the, this is all they'll see. Most likely, they'll just block this because it, it's not intelligible. Yeah. So there's that. That's a huge flaw. But in the meantime, that's really cool. And it works. It stops the automation from uh, messing you up. Especially if it worked picture in picture. So you have a live stream, but then you have a smaller screen inside of that. So it can be kind of camouflaged. You push the button and then it decodes the, the bars embedded in the video and it becomes another video that's cool that's really cool i just try to think like you could have your twitch stream and then you have like oh no we're having some uh technical errors folks and like this little like black bar like appearing over your video and then it goes away but then that's already enough information to give out there's a bunch of weird stuff that's in uh youtube that's obviously posted by machines they get mm -hmm. keywords and then they generate google images based on the keywords and then they produce a video with like five second cuts to different images while a robot talks and then another robot but Watch. some of them have a pattern <laughs> over the video oh so this could already be happening yeah just anybody who, who is in the know wouldn't want to share it i mean it's not like it's stenography it's just kind of like scrambled video mm -hmm. that this little piece of javascript decodes very fascinating. This guy's whole site has a bunch of weird stuff on it. He's got some Giallo.org. Like, some blog with like a bunch of weird images. Maybe he lives in the desert. I don't know. Maybe this is like a Spanish language site. Ay, ay, ay. El pollo. How did we get here? Uh, crap. The last thing I remember was talking about servers and what you've done for your Yo, server. You mentioned YouTube. I said, fuck YouTube. Yes, that did lead us here. Yeah. And this was how you were fucking YouTube. Yep. By streaming static. <laughs> static. Oh, no. That, that, that time of the stream where we always have static. <laughs> it's it's uh, set your watch to it. You got to get out your, your cable unscramblers. <laughs> get out your cable unscramblers. Get out your Dakota ring, kids. 
Make sure to buy your dentine toothpaste. Oh, speaking of streaming and the uh, the Mac arm thing, mm-hmm. there's this Intel campaign. Or it's an ad campaign. Just saying, go PC. Yeah. Where they say, with a PC, you can launch rockets or launch Rocket League. Oh, no. That, that could go and... You could yeah. launch rockets and then rockets land in a poor village. Just jump cut to North Korea launching rockets. I was thinking you jump jump cut to uh, drones gunning people down in the streets. Yeah, or that. And uh, it made me think, or made me realize since they said, uh, basically, you know you're not on a Mac when you can launch rockets and launch Rocket League, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even stream native x86 games on an x86 machine i'm just streaming them over the internet with geforce now <laughs> yeah you're just using geforce geforce now then that that what that service is is they have their own set of servers that then let you log in and stream from their servers to your desktop right and then just yeah, read your inputs that's, that's basically it that's doing and it so fast that it's it's pretty seamless yeah it's like 10 milliseconds i'm pretty close to that data center so it's it's good. The other advantage is there's no persistence, which is actually generally a disadvantage. Um, but with the Steam Workshop, any mods that you have, those automatically download and install. And mm. that also means that when one of those Workshop developers or a game developer gets compromised and distributes malware to all of your computers, I'll be fine. Yeah, because you'll just you'll be like, huh, what? Oh, I guess uh, next time I log in, I can get fucked. But it won't fuck my main system. Yeah, it'll just fuck some container somewhere on the internet. It'll be NVIDIA's problem. Which I like. That's good. The one problem is, if I go to a LAN party, mm-hmm. which I still like to do on occasion, they uh, I actually only did this at one other LAN because the one time you weren't there. Um, if the internet isn't totally stable, doesn't work. But... We had a kick-ass connection, so it worked perfectly. You're just not going to have any luck over Wi-Fi. Doesn't that mean, then, that if you want to play your favorite single-player game, you require internet access to play it? Fuck. I'm one of those guys now. (laughs) The very thing that got EA and all those game companies in trouble, you are embracing fully? Buying a single-player game that requires internet (laughs) access. It's not because the game requires internet access. It's because I require internet access to stream it on somebody else's computer. (laughs) Also, I found out that there's a six-hour limit before they boot me off. Wait, what? Yeah, I play games that long. But you, I mean, like, not, well, not, the, not the length. The length is, ugh, those are rookie numbers. Got to up, up those numbers up. <laughs> when I play uh, C5, those are rookie numbers. I play for like 20 hours. <laughs> what I mean is, like, aren't aren't you paying for this service? So isn't it like the more you use it, the more you pay? So why would they no, push it's you a, off? No, it's a breakage model. They cannot uh, possibly make money with the amount that I use this. The bandwidth would cost too much. It's over 10 gigs per hour. I'm really confused on how they're making money on this. Or they're going to up the price at some point. Okay. They have so to gauge. Get everybody hooked. Yeah. At first it was all free for everybody just to test it. Mm-hmm. And people just abused the shit out of the service and tried running oh. Bitcoin miners on all like their free accounts. Like anybody who's ever been to free use, it gets abused very quickly. Oh my God. That's so <laughs> <laughs> uh, a subtle joke there. <laughs> Hidden joke between the sheets. Uh, anyways. Uh, 
they used it for Bitcoin mining because they have access to <laughs> yeah. like $15,000 or $50,000 GPUs, special data center GPUs that NVIDIA makes for Amazon and for themselves. That makes sense. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna open your servers up for free, I'm gonna start using them processors for my uh, my, yeah. my mining. So they locked it all down. Everything's in a little container. Uh, used to be able to tab out of the game and open up Steam, and then through Steam, the Steam browser, download Watch. Chrome, <laughs> uh-huh. and then from Chrome I could add it to a non-Steam game. Use a legit browser, use Chrome or Firefox or something, and then I could download Bitcoin or a Bitcoin miner that used the GPU. And then mm-hmm. run it. But they, they stopped all that. It's very siloed. Like you launch the game, it starts some stuff up with a little progress bar. It's surprisingly fast. It's always up to date because they have some kind of shared storage amongst all the machines. They'll pull from the same place and just load it into RAM yeah. and so have it you never there. have to wait for updates. Even if you do update or download like a workshop mod, you're going at data center speeds, so it's really fast. And uh you hop into the game. And when you're done and you hit quit, you'll see the desktop briefly, which is nothing. Hmm. There's no taskbar or anything. And then it boots you out of the game back to the uh, the menu. The whole thing runs in the web browser. I don't even need their desktop app, which is just an unsandboxed Chrome browser. It's Electron. I can just use Google Chrome. Probably Firefox. That's the way Quake Live was. It was just all to the browser. Yeah, but that's different because Quake Live was actually rendering the game in the browser. Mm-hmm, 3D rendering true. using your GPU. All I have to do is decode video. Receive receive video stream and then it has to uh, yeah. output your inputs. For Quake Live, they had to port the game to... I don't, I don't even think WebAssembly was a, a thing back then, so it was probably either the browser extension had some type of terrible x86 code that ran in your system or the whole game was converted to javascript oh god sure it was well if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about that was a it's a dead concept at this point but they took an old quick live is alive is it still alive i thought it died let's consult the book of knowledge yeah you have to help me i'm, I'm currently occupied with the uh, the cat so i look like a bond villain right now you wanted to sit in my lap so I have to obey play now now available on only on steam oh so it's not the website anymore well yeah I remember that it came out it was like everybody rushed into because it it's like a really cool concept and then after the first week it, it like 99% of <laughs> players just dropped it because you know it's three dollars right now oh you have to pay to play uh, yeah, it was free quick. before. What the fuck? The online version is three dollars. It's spit all over my screen. But so it's, you can you can buy the original game for three dollars and then not deal with any of this Chrome. No, nah, you want Quake Live. It's got all the updates. The original game, I don't know. You'd have to if you got the original game, you'd have to go find IO uh, IO Q three. I think that's what it's called. And you'd have to download the. It's on GitHub now. Oh, there's still a website, ioquake3.org. And since the core of the game engine was open sourced, they're still developing it and porting it places. But I think yeah, to like watches and stuff. You'll get uh, NTI yeah, calculators, uh, Apple Watch, stuff like that. 
just for the hacks, not legitimately. Like you can't <laughs> actually go on the app store and install it. Yeah, this looks good. I want to play this again. If you want it to have proper support for all like widescreen displays and stuff now on Windows, mm-hmm. yeah, you're probably better off just getting Quake Live. I think that's true. It would, it would keep, be kept up to date, so it would load up when you lo- when you open the website. But I guess they, they must have. I guess that never really made sense before. Like they're doing all of this work, and then it was free to play online. But like, how, where do you make money? You still got to host it. You just got to do all this work for it. Keep it up to date. Keep it stable. I think they had makes sense. So they had to had they had to have had sponsors. Okay, but the that numbers must have got too low. Because yeah. if you got sponsors, then the players are the product. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they make the content. All right, what is this thing I see here about an AI? No, AI bot. Uh, Steam sale face rig. Face rig. We will not be. A lot of streamers they don't like to show their real face, so they have a program that reads their webcam and then superimposes a three D model or two D model over it. Like it uses the movement of their mouth or the voice of their the sound of their voice to animate it. Um, I just got notified that face rig, which is like, it's not the world's greatest version of like what does that, but it is a easy one to get into. Uh, they have a steam sale going on right now where you can get it. And basically it just, it just does exactly that. It, it reads your webcam or it reads your voice. And then uh, you can choose which kind of avatar you'd want to have. Is it, similar to that bodysuit but you just have to crop to the head yeah it's the bodysuit that's that's something else where like it's reading every possible input and the lady who does that she's had to develop her own modeling software to, to make it well not completely everything but she she made her own model for that um this one just uses your webcam or uses your voice so it's a very simple version of that it's not in a full room it's just the uh just a headshot basically all right. What's new with your stream? Let's see. My stream this weekend, which is a Valentine's Day weekend. It's going to be the 14th of Sunday. So I'm having a Power of Love tournament on Saturday. And uh, we've actually doubled our numbers. The first tournament I had in January, we had seven participants. One dropped out, so it became a six-participant tournament. And now we're up to 14 people are going to be joining us this, this Saturday. Is the info on your website? No, <laughs> it's in everything but the website. It's in Discord. I have it on my Twitch stream, but I need to put it not on my website. It's on my Discord, not my website. Well, you should link to the Discord on the website. I should do that. I need to first look into the code of the website and then post a link there. But you can go to smash.gg slash Troy CNNN, three N's, uh, Troy CNNN, and then the number two, the digit two. And I'll take you there. But if you're probably watching this in the past, then it's probably already passed, but you can at least then see uh, the results before you see the next next episode. Yeah, I'm excited. I've done a little bit of, uh, what is it? Made some custom transitions, and I've got some fun little things for my Twitch followers that hopefully they'll enjoy. And yeah. Uh one other thing we're doing for this weekend is tomorrow a new game comes out called uh, Super Mario World 3D or Super Mario 3D World. 
Um, but then on top of it, it's also adding on a bundle of Bowser's Fury, which is a new like side game they're including. Um, so we're going to be playing that because that's two players. So me and the Lady Red will be uh, playing that together tomorrow, tomorrow night. All right. I'll try and tune in. Yes, come join us. Come watch. Come uh, If you type in exclamation mark power, it'll play the uh, power of love from uh, Back to the Future. I clipped it. and I Only clipped... for me or for other people? Anybody subscribed. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I hope people are spamming that so that we can, uh, <laughs> so that I base the whole tournament name around. I'll definitely check that out. Yort.org, Y-O-R-T dot O-R-G. And then I'll be getting my insurgency server up and running on uh, 420yolo.co. Yeah, what's, what's going on with your server? What's, what's the server's server? up. Everything's good. The live stream has uh, <clears throat> encountered some billing difficulties with Dell, so I've dropped that uh, the priority for that. I'll deal with that later. But I, I've had the funnest games on the planet. 32 players, instant respawn. It's chaos. Insurgency is a really fun first-person shooter. What do you what do you need to make it so it's streaming? I'm it's like you, it's you have a, your it's just mm-hmm. a desktop computer. It joins the game through something called Source TV. Mm-hmm. Which technically allows unlimited people to watch the game, natively rendering the game. Nobody's gonna so fucking it doesn't do take that. up a spectator slot, it actually just joins it without technically a... it takes up a bot slot. Okay, never mind. But hundred and twenty eight people right now could join it and only take up one physical slot in the server. Uh, it basically, the source TV automatically moves around the server, spectates different viewpoints of the action going yeah. on. And I want to live stream that 24-7. That'd but I cool. need a dedicated system for it. And I just upgraded the server to handle all that stuff. Source TV and stuff. So With, with that, though, do you, I don't know your, your service driver. Do you have data caps? No. I pay... Oh, uh, if I'm going to live stream from my house 24-7, I don't have data caps on my local isp okay so i don't have data caps anywhere but my local isp doesn't care my uh vps aws uh Mm -hmm. those ec2 instances are metered so i would be if i had to use one of those systems and it was the video was egressing from one of those it would be expensive but i'm going to use this little slovenian content delivery network to restream the video Plus Twitch. Yeah. Well, just got to get those free views. If if you don't care about affiliate, then just Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, just do them all. All right. I, I have to go. So Okay. Sounds good. Let's call it a night. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and share the show. And uh, what's your website, Troy? We have yort.org, Y-O-R-T dot O-R-G for uh, streams and stream information. All right. See you next week. Sign